welcome to Clotheslines and Headlines 2.0. Take it away, Ryan Gray. Clotheslines and Headlines 2.0. We are back. Episode 21. Mike Rossi, what's going on, bud? Not much, dude. How are we doing? We're doing good. We're... About 10, 9, 10 days away from WrestleMania 38. I'm starting to look forward to it. Rocco, are you looking forward to it? You ready to rock and roll? You got a new backup, new background ready to go? Hell yeah, man. 21. We can finally drink together. It's going to be great. All right. Let's, let's have a beer together, guys. Nice. <laughs> Perfect. All right, guys. So we've previewed this forever. We've been talking WrestleMania since January. From the Royal Rumble to Elimination Chamber to the last weekend's kind of catch up on where we're at. So we got our fingers on the pulse of what's going on at WrestleMania. If you haven't heard my previews every day at 7 o'clock on the YouTube, I am dropping match per night, 15 days of WrestleMania, whatever you want to call it. I've had Rocco on last week where we did the six women's match for WrestleMania. And I'm going to have Rossi coming on this weekend, hopefully. And then we're just going to kind of get to WrestleMania that way. So this way, guys, you know me, I like my gimmick. So let's explain the game. Guys, these tier, these tier systems... Are kind of hot, you would see. What do you think? Yeah, I see them happening all the time. There's a lot of metal album charts that I see all the time with people lumping shit in there and horror movie top Hall of Fames and shit. So yeah, I've seen them done a lot, and it's a uh, it's gonna be exciting to see you be the engineer and do it, make it happen. Yeah, buddy. So what we're thinking here is we got our little trusty tier guide right here. We got our top tier being all time four and a half stars and up. We got this A tier, we'll call it, but we're going to go 3.75 area, give or take a little, give a quarter, take a quarter, um, which is going to be the very good to great section. In the, in the middle tier here, we have the, the good section, th around three stars. Uh, after that, we have our second to last section, the two star, it's, you know, an okay match. And then we have our bottom stuff, which is our dud. Now we are using star ratings just kind of as a, let's just call it an a shorthand example to move conversation on how we're feeling with this build with how we anticipate the match is going to turn out kind of thing. So do you guys get the sentiment of how we're going to do this? Hell yeah. Absolutely. Any questions before we start ripping? So if I think something's going to be like four and a quarter, would we just kind of put it in between the top two? If it's a high four and a quarter, let's put it all time. If it's it, the ceiling is four and a quarter, then let's put it in the very good. If an all time match is a home run, but there's no way it's not fucking excellent, then let's put it in the top tier. If if I think it, it's going to be good, but more likely it's going to be a dud, it's okay. You kind of get the sentiment? Yeah, I hear you. All right, guys, let's start. Let's start hot. I'm going to grab John Cena and Austin Theory. I'm going to stick it in the good column. The build's been pretty good, but Cena's a little long in the tooth. There's a pretty good story here, but Theory, I don't want to call him green because he's accomplished a lot and he's very trustworthy for the age of 25, 26 or whatever. So I, I'm personally playing it safe by saying it's going to be a very good match since John Cena has wrestled five minutes in a tag match, SummerSlam 2021. So, either one of you guys want to make a case to go either way. I think this is going to be a good match at the end of the day. I think this this can easily slot anywhere from three to four, but four yep. is your four is probably the ceiling. 
So yeah, I think good is good safe. Like I don't think it's gonna be I think the floor is also about three as well, maybe two seven five or so. So I think the floor is good, but there's that very good possibility for sure if if Cena's, you know, got himself in good ring shape over the last couple months and you know, theory can go. So I and I think they'll tell a good story inside the match. Um it's just if, if for a good story, yeah. Yeah, it's just I don't know if the senior athleticism will really let it get past that three five four range. Uh, but I can definitely see a lane where it gets there. Uh, but I really to your to your point, um, I don't think it goes below a three. So I think you're in the right spot here. Yeah, this sounds just about right. The only thing I can see is it's it's card placement is kind of probably be right in the middle. You stole right. you took the words right out of my mouth, buddy. Card placement. What are you thinking with it? I think it's card- Middle of like a middle of one of the nights and could wind up being after something super hot. Yeah. And it could be met with a little bit of a dud scam. I mean, his match with like uh the Miz, the mixed tag was kind of in that spot and it didn't get like crowd wasn't mm-hmm. to it. And uh I do have a slight feeling that Cena might be like he might pull like a little assert dominance move and maybe lay a chin lock in for a little longer than we might <laughs> want to see and so, Maybe he wasn't. His legs weren't ready for the spot. So it's hey, kinda, man, I do I do it at shows all the time. Or sometimes in between songs, I'm like, shit, I'm bu- I'm fucking tired. Maybe I'll filibuster for a few more minutes and catch my breath. And hey, man, so that's the reason why I think it's gonna, like you said, two, three, and like Mike said, two, seven, five, because it has the ability maybe to not really like, you know, the numbers mean that. But yeah, that's kind of what I think is gonna affect it. But I feel like theory getting a couple near falls at the end are gonna make the crowd get super amped up. And if he yeah. wins, they're gonna, you know. But I feel like. Once the near falls start happening, I think the crowd's going to get. All right, let's go. Oof, let's go here. Rocco's, the match I previewed with Rocco. Let's throw it the good category, but I have a feeling that the good might be its ceiling here. There's a slight chance we might get very good to great. They have the capability, but just, uh, I don't know if they'll get the time or be, have the slotting. Rocco, what do you think? Do you want to move down a peg or do you have uh, faith to move up a little? I can never go down. I think we're, I would I would even put it up to what depending on how it's laid out and how much uh, how they're going to lay it out with the, the, the damage control, the younger girls kind of like making the older stars look great. And I think they have the capability to do that. This is going to be, a, I think this is going to be a really quick match. I don't think it's going to be five minutes, but it's not going to be like a long epic thing. I think it's going to be a lot of big moves and like really shine up the, the legends. And um, my brain makes me think a little higher. I'm thinking we're going to get a big moment with like a, a big EO kind of die uh, flip or something. That's going to really knock it up into like, WrestleMania moment status. So I would give it a little higher than a three ski. What do you think, Rossi? I'm kind of with you, Ryan. I think like three, three and a quarter, three and a half might be at ceiling. Um, Trish, Trish hasn't wrestled since SummerSlam 2019. I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's going to be pretty green. She, she's been in, uh, she's in insane shape, like ridiculous looking um, individual right now. Um, but Lita on that, in that raw match really scared the shit out of me. Um, but Becky can do do it. You know, this could definitely be a match where Becky, where Becky has to, you know, carry the eggs for the most part. She's got to be the one that keeps this thing together, um, which obviously she can do. The crowd should be good for it. The crowd should help it. Um, so that's where I'm, I'm kind of I, I, I'm kind of being kind in that three and a half range. So I think it's actually in the right spot. I don't think it's in a bottom out, though. So I think I think right in that like two, seven, five to three, five range is a good place. So I think I right in the put, middle is good. I, yeah, I would put, you know, we're going to rank these here. I'd put Cena above it, but I think this is the correct here. All right, guys, I'm feeling froggy. No pun intended here. Ugh. Talk me out. Talk me out. I'm talking four and a half stars. It's going to match the same level that Reigns had. 
Rollins is uh, just on the same level field as Reigns as a wrestler, but more athletic style, which may hurt or help Logan Paul in ring. I would trust Rollins to athletically not do too much for for Paul here. I think Paul shined in the Reigns match because it was slow, a slow pace, but a hurry up for impact spot kind of thing where that really suited Logan. I don't think that they're going to go kind of crazy here, but I would say this is a low tier four and a half star match. Just, no, just tearing, talking, talk me down or talk me up as a absolute home run. Who's up first? Rocco, I know you probably have passion here, so go ahead. I don't know. I guess it's not like passion, but to me, for what I was going to, I would want to see in a match. I am, it's not, I would even go lower than good for me because it just doesn't excite me. That's outrageous. Because I don't right. care. I don't care about them. I don't care about the way they're going to wrestle this match. All right, I'll move it here for now then. Just no, I'm not saying, I, I know that, I know what I'm expecting is is so low that I'll probably be slightly impressed, but just yeah. their whole interactions, I don't know who's doing what. I don't know why anyone's fighting. Logan Paul has no idea who he is as a good guy or a bad guy. Rollins oh, is a bad guy now. It's going to really bring Rollins down to have to slow his style down. I think to like get him through this match, but I think this match is just going to show that Seth Rollins is really good at wrestling <laughs> matches, like leading guys and you know being a ring general, and he's going to lead him to a match that everyone's going to get really excited for. I just, I just, I don't care about watching these matches that seem just soulless to me. They just don't seem like fights. They seem like an exhibition match that I just, I just never could get into them. And I know that's my personal thing. So uh, I, I. I I, I I I just could never go excellent with, or with something like this. Just I was it being extremely optimistic by going to all time four and a half, but just to play devil's advocate and just to find that middle ground. All right, Rossi, where do you find us? Do you think we land in the very good all time or good or Dudski? I, I don't think we're going Dudski. Yeah, I think it's it's somewhere between three and a half to four and a half. Um, I can see where it goes to the height i can see where it stays at the floor uh, but i mean the three and a half floor is pretty high right so um what, what i'm really looking forward to here is i feel like it's a natural character for logan being a dickhead heel which you know the reigns build he was a baby face you know trying to get respect right um and that that was like him working as like the smaller baby face to the bigger reigns he's almost being booked here as if like he's the the bigger of the two right with the knockout punch he's got that ability to knock him out at any point um, my only fear would be if it's a little botchy. Um, you know, he misses a spot or something. Yeah, he goes too fast for him. They they kind of, I get what you're saying. Yeah, and, and I mean Rollins is the type that wants to put on a show. So, but sometimes he can be botchy too because he kind of overdoes it. So, um, I think it's going to be a really good match. I have no qualms that it will be a bad match for any means, but um, I think the very good to great is a better spot for it. They can shock me. They can shock me and go all time. Uh, but I think I don't think it's going to be as good as the Reigns match. Let's put it that way. The idea that his he this guy has a knockout punch is just ludicrous. By the way, like of all the guys in the Fed to have a knockout punch, they give it to this fucking character. Like, Only box Floyd Mother way way leather. Yeah, well, so. boxed by danced around, hugged him for fucking ten rounds, and collected a paycheck. His brother's a boxer. Play. I get it, stupid, but it's it adds intrigue. All right, let's get crazy here, guys. Let's get wonky. I don't even know if this match is coming, going, or whatnot. Let's just say Bobby Lashley either faces Ray Wyatt or Bobby Lashley has an open challenge. Maybe I don't necessarily know. Is this a, a dud ski? Is it not happening? Is it okay? What do you think? 
I think their best their best bet if they don't have Bray for this is they have AJ back and he can maybe answer an open challenge of Lashley. Um, that's where the Lashley match can move into that very good great range. Yeah. Um, but anything short of that, like if this stands with being Bray, now the build is completely completely in the shitter. Um, they're gonna have to if they get Bray back in the next week, they're gonna have to hot shot and rush it. Um, I keep hearing that, you know, Lashley was sent to SmackDown this coming week. We'll see if it actually happens, but I don't know. I think okay is fine. It's close. It could end up being closer to dud, though, without yeah. a build. Like, a Bray match right now scares me with a build, let alone without one. Is he hurt? Is his head not in it? That that's even Those factors, we can, you know, we don't even know. All right, Rocco, are we good here? You want to go down, or do you trust it to kind of... Mike said it very well. <laughs> Same sentiments here. The best case scenario for this match is a surprise opponent for Bobby Lashley. Is that why we keep it away from a dud and keep it okay? I mean, I think Bobby Lashley deserves better than a dud. Yes, I agree. If yeah, if Bray shows up and works a match and doesn't have the gimmick bullshit, the smoke, the mirrors, then they can have a good big boy Haas match that ends up being like six, seven minute brawl that is okay to maybe even low end good, but by no means is it above that middle line. So I think you're in a good spot. Yeah, I agree. All right, guys. With all due respect, move over, guys. I just don't know who's in this match. I feel like you'll have plenty of ring generals like Natty, even Shayna. Uh, what's the rumor? Shayna, Ronda, Natty, Shotzi, uh, the Liv and Raquel and Carmella and Chelsea. But Carmella now who Chelsea. I don't know where Carmella was Monday, so Chelsea and whoever. So I almost feel like they went to Piper and Nevin, just so they could do the uh, the KOD. Yeah, that's 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 well, kind of smart in a way, I guess. But whatever. Um, I'm good with it being okay. I can see it being good. I just don't think it'll have the placement or the time to get to good. Uh, what do you guys think? I agree. I mean, it's better than a, a women's battle royal. This is kind of replacing that. Yeah. So much better. Like it's got more. You know, it's going to have a lot of stuff happening, and then a pinfall, and uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fine. But like you know, it's not. You know, there's no story to it. There's really not much. Yeah, there's nothing other than you know you a lot good? of people I like, but nothing much really. You good with the good? Are uh, you good with the okay, Rossi? Oh uh, yeah. Um, do you think there's any sort of lean here too that um they do this and the Becky match both in the same night to somehow get a tag title match added to Sunday? Uh, I think they uh, maybe if they want to add filler, but I don't. I'm just thinking like outside the box. That's where I feel like this could maybe become good. Because then it has stakes, right? Um, but without stakes, this is going to be you know, know, whatever. Is a showcase. So I doubt yeah, it. whatever we have, whatever we have time for. <laughs> you know, I think the entrances will be longer than the match. Yeah, I think if you're going to do anything, you give a, a Monday Night Raw. Whoever wins this gets a little one Monday Night Raw, like a title shot or something, better than a Mania match. All right, guys. Empty WrestleMania. It was very near the tier. Of all time, I had it four and a quarter. Best match of the weekend, uh, Money in the Bank 2021. Same result, four and a quarter. All time, almost all time. Now you're on the grandest stage, potentially headlining WrestleMania night one, or maybe even opening night two, or even opening night one. This is going to be in a a pillar spot for sure. They want Rhea to do well. Charlotte is in a lane to deliver. I think um, the story isn't necessarily where it needs to be to go be have you all jazzed up, but I, I don't necessarily think that will hurt the match. I don't think they have such a deep story because you kind of have two, 
weird placement characters right now. But all that being said, I don't think they need it because they know out there they're going to go out there and deliver a classic match, which delivers a classic moment, which makes stars. And I think they're going to make Rhea Ripley, and I think she's going to win this match. But we're here to talk about how we think it's going to kind of go and it's from a quality standpoint. What do you guys think? Should, uh, should we flirt or should we I, keep it pat? I'm going full on upper tier. I'm thinking this could be – if it's the main event of night one, I think I'm, we're going like Kurt Brock, alpha fucking athletes going at it. They're going to have something to prove if they're the main event of night one. And I think, like you said, with no crowd, that match was fucking incredible, right? Like you get a ravenous crowd. People are into both characters. Like when Rhea had her promo on Monday, people weren't wetting her. People were listening to what she was saying. So she's over as fuck right now. You know, fucking Charlotte's always going to be a big deal on the main event and in WrestleMania, especially. So I'm thinking this has a chance to just kill it. Like it's it's going to be like one of those uh, Edge Batistas. Like fuck you, we're going to prove that we belong here. You know, kind of just they're going to fucking kill each other. Ross, what do you think? You you trust it? You trust it in this top tier? I do. I mean, let let's talk about the last few manias we've had all time women's matches um, Mm -hmm. between Bianca and Sasha to Bianca and Becky and there's no reason for me to think that these two can't hit that level um so I think Charlotte particularly has something to prove here um and I think Rhea does as well and that typically is a good thing when you've got two super athletes like these two are um wanting to put on a show so I find no reason to take this out of that tier um I actually would be disappointed at this point if it wasn't you know a plus four um so I don't even think it needs the main event that first night as long as it's not behind like something super hot, which I don't think they would do that. Yeah, um, this, this, if this doesn't headline, it might open a show. I don't know, but, but either way, this is a, this is going to be a goddamn good match. So keep it right there. Yeah. They got the ke- chemistry to get in there to go in there, deliver, and then they'll be slotted to. My only thing is if maybe if it headlines and the crowd doesn't necessarily agree with that, I'm not sure they'll get the engagement to reach this level, but I, uh, I, th- I trust it to be, pretty good for what we have out here so far to kind of be there. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. Like, say they decide to go Uso, Sammy, and KO on the same show, uh, yeah. maybe like two or three matches before it. The crowd's going to be gassed by the yeah. main event, so that's where it could be. Yeah, that. but even yeah. then, I, I then maybe you're talking a four-star match instead of a four-and-a-half, so I still think it would be in that, that upper tier regardless. Plus, I think that they could put on the type of match that'll win a crowd over if, if the crowd's a little tired. Because they're gonna wait. This is gonna be it's gonna be a hard hitting fucking match. I can I just feel it. I'm I'm very excited for. This I'm excited. Match. I was gonna say I'm very excited for these two checks. All right, let's go out here. This is all. This comes down to slotting, and this comes down to really what they're given. Uh, what's the structure of it? I don't think I think they can go out there and easily de- deliver a good to great match. I think they could go out there and deliver an okay match if they're giving you know four minutes and it's rushed and we have a new day situation from last year. Um, but it's a showcase match, so I think three is safe. I would put it just slightly above the six women's if we were going to like kind of rank them within the tier. What do you guys think? Should we move it up, down, what? One of my favorite matches of Mania last year was that uh, multi-team tag match that they did. Um, yeah. And it wasn't that, long. That, yeah. it, it didn't have to be long. It didn't have to be drawn out. They just went out, hit their spots. I think that entire match went like... 10 11 minutes or something um and you know 
two of those four three teams are in this match here. So, and then you're you're adding in the the Viking Raiders who who rule and Ricochet with Strowman, which they both do something that will add to this match a ton. So yeah, I mean, I, I'd keep it right here, um, you know. But it could it won't go lower than good. It could hit very good if yes. they get the proper time. I just don't think they'll get the placement all the time. No. I, I agree. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, the big difference between this and the women's is that these are real teams and the one team that's not is still, you know, been doing it for a while. And these are some like, you know, these guys have been doing it. A lot of longstanding dudes with a lot of like pedigree to them that can do in a short match a lot. Right. The only yeah, I'd say my biggest fear here is that they do too much with like the, the maximum male models with Otis. <laughs> that could goof the match up a little bit. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'd like to see some of that, but um, you know, you could have like a walkout situation like you had on Raw this week, um, and that could just dumb the match down a little bit. But even then, the other guys are so good. Yeah, let's give the girls respect. We'll put them back there. All right. <laughs> you talked you talked me out of uh let's push them back to the end of the line of that tier. I think the girls will be slaughtered and have more importance in their eyes. All right, guys, let's get weird. I think we can get really weird with this one. I'm going to put this one in between Charlotte and in between Seth right now. This is the hell in the cell. I don't know. I could. This could easily be an all-time. This could easily be okay if they get too weird. I, this is a very polarizing match. I don't think Edge will go out there and let them have a dud. Oh, no. This one's kind of polarizing in my opinion. I, I think we're safe here, but I could be swayed either way. Rocco, you kind of set the tone here. What do you think? <clears throat> Yeah, I think you're right. I don't think it's going to get like weird and uh, odd with uh, demon stuff. Once again, like we said, the demon as a as a bad guy is an interesting thing, but it could work. It depends. I think Edge is. It's either way. It's probably going to be the best Hell in a Cell in WrestleMania. Well, I guess everyone likes the Michael's uh, the Undertaker yeah, that, uh, trips. That be hard to yeah, that's probably the best. But like, it depends. Is Edge going to fight it like the Rollins um, Saudi match? Because I don't think I you really that. want a real long Hell in a Cell kind of in a WrestleMania when. I mean, Edge. Where's is, the, yeah, where's Edge too? You know, yeah, that's the weirdest part. Does Edge go thirty minutes at a Hell in a Cell at a WrestleMania? It's going to be an interesting. Probably twenty. Yeah, right. I mean, twenty is good, right? Twenty. Yeah, twenty. It could keep it up here. You get a little longer than that, I think it's going to get a little. Uh, you know, people are not going to get too excited. Um, I'm prop a bet. Is Edge getting color in this match? Because then it gets up to the. Uh, he's not to knock it up a little higher. Maybe if he comes out with the brood, is that a uh, is that a lose lose if he gets color that way? Spits <laughs> out the mist and then is that? It? I need a disclaimer. You get one point for blood, negative one point for uh, Gangrel. Um, <laughs> but yeah, man, I don't know. Like, this is probably the biggest. What if really? flux? It could either you know it has the biggest range of it could be good or it's probably the one that's scary. If, if if Ray and Charlotte excites me the most, this one scares me the most of of what could happen. Yeah, what do you think, Rossi? This is uh, Edge is your guy. Uh, I'm optimistic, but I'm cautious. I so the thing that really worries me is we keep talking about where something's going to be placed. Mm-hmm. Inevitably, something's not going to be placed good because not everything can be. Um, and yeah, there's some filler here um, with the two showcase matches with, you know, Brock and Oma, Omas, with, you know, whatever LA Knight does, as we'll talk about here in a minute. But other than that, there's really no filler, right? There's, there's So this is a match that if they get too wonky with the – and they worried me with it on Monday with the with the promo, um, bring your, de- your demon and meet my devil or whatever he said. 
it, it can get weird. And that's where they might lose the crowd a little bit. Because it could be one of those things like the that's Hell in a Cell. Long in the tooth, yeah. Yeah, it, it could be kind of like that Hell in a Cell that Sean and, and um, Taker had. I'm sorry, well, it, Triple H and Taker had with Sean as the ref. I, I always feel like that match was awesome to the TV viewer because you got to hear what they were saying to each other. You got to see all of the stuff that they were intricately putting into the match. But to the live viewer, it felt kind of flat, right? Mm-hmm. Even though the crowd was into it, this could be like that, that there could be storytelling that we see at home. And it could be something that if the crowd's tired, if, if it's not in a spot where the crowd can give it its all, they might not react to this to the same level. Um, they'll They'll pop to, you know, Finn's entrance, they'll pop to Edge's entrance, but they might gas themselves out with that. I think it's at, by no means will it be below a, a very good to great. Um, I just don't know if it'll ever hit that all time tier because of all of that. It could, but it could. there's some things that get me. There's some things that kind of have me worried. It, how about night two? Does this, does this little pitch sway you either way? Night two opener, you know, what do you think? I night like two. that. I like that. Um, I mean, this is kind of a good spot. I don't know if I don't know if I want this match in the daytime, though. That's the weird thing. I was gonna say, do they with with that roof closed? Is it daytime? I was just gonna say that. I think if the sun beats in, yeah, you kind of got a hard spot either way. That the hell, the hell, Saudi was out outside though in the in the outdoors. So that match was so good, and that's the thing is is I'm already thinking about that match. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if they can beat that match. That match was so fucking good. So, All right. um, yeah. All right, executive decision. We'll reassess this later. I'm gonna. Leave I think it that's right. Tier. I'm gonna leave it at this tier. I'm gonna bump up Seth a little bit. This is Faith and Edge, right? Yep. Push him up, Faith and Edge, and maybe and, I mean maybe Faith Priest and will Finn go too. And Priest doesn't. It might be the only guy in Judgment Day without a match. So maybe he's coming out and getting thrown off the top. Of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rocco, let me talk to you, buddy. Yeah, man. Whatever he's going to do, it's going to be electric, but it's not going to be all time. Any chance, I don't think we're going to have a necessarily match, but we could have a WrestleMania 21 goes Hollywood scenario where we get LA Knight Carlito style. I would say they're similar spot, you know, have a little cabana. LA Knight comes out there talking shit and you get a little glass broken you get a little yeah what yeah what back and forth go home stutter see you later you're on a push now after wrestlemania i think it's going to be good but eh, i think it's going to be good I th- i'd go right there with it what do you guys say if the thing you just happened says happens i'm gonna i'm gonna be eating it up my wife's gonna be like why are you jumping up and down on the fucking couch you <laughs> maniac like a stone colds in the ring it's a wrestlemania and you got a guy that could hold up against them and is good enough to know when uh you know it, yeah that's i love that scenario right there i love it put that above um logan and rollins and very good to great <laughs> no. yeah i mean if we're talking Come segments man, you have i think you have yeah, to man. i think you have to because yeah. that will be the segment which you know we'll talk about another one later but that's the segment that pops the the casual viewer that's watching at a house party Think about WrestleMania 30 with him and The Rock in the ring, man. Like that—that's better than most of the matches that happened there at WrestleMania 30, man. Yeah. That's the like only, that, the only, the only concern here is that we're giving it too high of an expectation. It's not Austin, and yeah. then it goes all the way down the list. But LA Knight's good, man. He every the crowd's gonna be eating out of his hand, regardless of what it is. And then if that that glass breaks, I mean, it's it's there without any without them even touching each other. All right. 
We'll reassess it. <laughs> that it's gonna be fun. All right, guys. Oof. Um I'm very intrigued. You know what I mean? I'm like the way it's good, the build's been silly, but I kind of like it. I like how Brock's into wanting to have a match with Omos, but I'm into the Brock Lesnar of this. But the Omos of it is kind of just like it's Omos. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> the floor is yours. I have a top tier of okay. It could be good. It could be a complete dud. What do you guys say? Fives him. It can't be a dud. No, I know. I I don't think it's going to be a dud. I think it's going to be top. Where I put it is where I think. Talk me out of it. I think you have it in a good spot out of respect for the people that are in the good tier. Yeah. Um, but it could very easily get i hate to even say this because the seat is there but i think if they book this match well and they execute it well it could be the highest match in that good tier of those four okay we got I, ourselves a pretty good wrestlemania oh rocco what do you think, you think I, it's- I mean without aj styles in the match with almost man i don't have any faith in it being any good <laughs> um it's like a freak show thing it's like when you see that weird appetizer on a restaurant menu you're like yeah i'll get that weird jalapeno stuffed uh, fucking crab dick give it to me i'll try one bite of it like it's just such a weird match at a WrestleMania that. Uh, yeah, you're either gonna be into this match because it's fun and entertaining from like a super moment. freak Brock athletic level, or you're gonna be intrigued because it's fucking funny because of how bad it is. Mm-hmm. Um, there's it, a it, place it, in the world for that. So yeah, as a guy who likes DDT and like it's you know what it, like it's almost like a UFC one. You know what I mean? It's almost like a cop fight in the big the big sumo dude. It's like it's a crazy clash of styles that you really don't body shapes that you don't really see in WWE anymore. So it's definitely that really cool. It's like, uh, you know, Aki Bono fighting fucking great Muda in Japan. It's like, like it's it's, crazy shit. Yeah. Right? It's like the final scene of a movie, right? Brock yeah. yeah, yeah. People they get to the final boss, right? Yeah. So yeah. I like where we're at. All right. I love it. All right. So guys, this one's, this is, this is the type of match that in a few years, Ryan, when we do Cronoso monthly, I'm going to talk about 20 minutes for this match. Cause it's going to blow my mind. <laughs> Just the weirdest shit ever. So this this is an anticipated match strictly off storytelling and character work. Ramus, this feud has been really teased for two years. This feud has been groaned on for the potential of it for two years. And this feud is at a height of anticipation and kind of like, oh my God, that none of us really anticipated or expected. Uh, that's Rey Mysterio versus Dom Mysterio. They haven't announced it yet, but you know it's coming. Um I don't know. I'm just putting it at the top tier of good right now. If we wanted to go great, fuck, like low tier great, right behind next to edge, I'm good. I I just, I think this is the safe spot for it. It's still a 45-year-old Ray with plenty of stem cells. And you don't know, this could be Ray Mysterio's last match, and I'm sure he wants to shine his son up real good. It just might be more story than match, which is probably a good thing for these two, but it might hurt the overall structure of the delivery. But I don't think, and I don't think we're done. So I think that we're kind of, kind of. this is just going to be a continuing story. So I'm, I think we're going to have a very good match. I would consider this like WrestleMania 26 CM Punk versus Ray, where you kind of, it's a great story come in. You're going to, it's going to be really good. But then you get there and you're like, oh, fuck, they only got six minutes. And then they feud for another four or five months. So that's my kind of safe spot for it. If we want, even want to move Cena ahead of it, I'm good too. What do you guys think? This is kind of what, you know, Rocco was saying with that edge 
Finn match is yeah. I feel like this has the widest range um, because yeah. so to your point, if it's the first match of a feud and Dom cheats and gets a quick roll up in six minutes, you know, that might dud. Right. But that, that dud is, you know, to make what happens down the road more impactful. Right. Mm-hmm. If they end up then going to like mask versus hair or whatever like that. I do think that that Puerto Rico show is going to have something big with this and with bad bunny involved, not necessarily in the match, but you know, maybe as like an enforcer or something. Right. Um, so I do think this is really the start of the feud, even though it feels like it's been going on for a while. You know that these two have ideas that they want to do with each other. They've probably been talking about it for a decade now, even before, you know, Dom was really old enough to do it. Um, But I just don't think that they're going to be given the rope here to do that match. And they're going to save some of that for down the road. I think the crowd could really elevate this match, even if they have a little bit of time, because they're going to be ravenous against Dom. They could be not that big of a, it could be a shorter match with not a lot of crazy shit going on because the crowd's going to be so fucking angry and volatile towards him that it could really push it to a higher level. Yeah, you got enough know. story there to get there too, Roscoe. Yeah, yeah. And the crowd's going to fucking hate him. And if he does get a cheap win, the crowd's going to fucking be super pissed. Maybe this is where you give your, your priest uh, interference or something. And like you said, it's it's setting up something most likely. So I think it could just be a really like crazy, like just the crowd's going to be so fucking pissed after this. All right, so play it safe, top tier of good, or you want to move it seen or above it? I would say middle tier of good, maybe before the women, yeah, so after Cena. All right, that works. All right, guys, let's get weird. Let's distance ourselves. I think the sky the limits here. This has five-star potential, and I don't really think that the floor is below very good. I think this is easily a home run it's the heart of the story of the build to this whole wrestlemania and that's the usos versus ko and sammy just can't miss in my eyes if it's the opener or if it's the if it's the main event i just think that i don't think the result is necessarily um in question but i think that doesn't hurt the quality of the match we're going to get anyways usos are going to solidify themselves as one of the like a top three team of all time a top three team currently um just an absolute banger of a home run. You might make Jey Uso in this match, but Sammy and KO, the story's there from the win the tag titles. And I know they got the hug out of the way and I'm not mad at that, but to really embrace each other and, you know, have career goals of winning the WWE tag team championship together at a WrestleMania on a mega, mega stage. Um, The story there, everything's there all time tier. I'm going to move it above Charlotte just to play it safe. What do you guys think? I mean, I agree. <laughs> like one of the <laughs> best tag, one of the best tags of all time. Oh, don't forget that you know Owens and and Generico were an amazing tag team Absolutely. themselves for many years. I mean, outside of WWE, and uh, yeah, there's how this match is gonna fucking rule. Like, there's no way it can't rule. Like, without a story, this could be on a random main event and it would be it rule. But and then we in, have the story, the investment, yeah. we have everything. Yeah, I mean, everything it could be asked for. It could come after Hogan. Warrior and the crowd's still going to lose their mind after. They're not going to be tired. No matter where you put it, it's going to fucking roll and it's going to be, uh, yeah, very excited to watch this one. Rossi, you good with it here? Yeah, I think that has to be our top match right now. Um, I, I not that I think there's anything wrong with Charlotte Rhea, like I said before. I just think that the floor on that's a little bit higher than the floor, the floor on this one would be a little bit lower, I should say, than the floor on this one would be. Um, I mean. If we're starting star ratings, this is probably a three and a half when the bell rings. So, um, so yeah, I mean, this could get to five. This could, 
if you look at me at the end of this mania and you say that was the best mania match of all time, I don't think that I'm going to, it might be in a spot where I don't argue it. All right, guys, while I'm fully erect, let's stay erect. All right. I'm going to take this. IC triple threat, stick it right in the middle. Oh, right in the middle of Charlotte and Rhea in the, in the tag match and sway me either way. I, like I said, if they for some reason go out there and have eight minutes, this is at the floor, a good match. I don't think that I think it's going to easily get the time. I think Triple H really likes all three of these guys. Triple H is really into pushing that Intercontinental Championship. Triple H is in Gunther season. Gunther could main event WrestleMania in the next two years. So I don't think that Triple H would put this in a spot where it's necessarily hurts the card. Um, but look at these top three tier of all-time matches we got right here. That could be night one, guys. That's which is <laughs> fucking insane. Yeah, and honestly, when we talk about the last two matches, they're going to probably fit right into that, too. And, I mean, they'll have a creative finish. I suspect Gunther loses the title here without getting pinned. Um, but that's cool. For Sheamus's moment to add to it, you can have potential for Drew's heel turn to add to the moment. I think moments matter too. Yeah, I the sky's the limit for this match. Um, this is another one when the bell rings, the three of them are staring at each other. They're already at three and a half. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think this is perfect placement just because I feel like the crowd's going to be hot for this, but they won't be the nuclear level that they will be for that tag match. So it's a step below. Yep. What a great first match. What a great first Mania match for Gunther, right? Like, like oh. that's such a good one. And the whole Sheamus McIntyre personal thing adds the emotional element to this mm-hmm. whole match that just makes it because Triple H, Triple H, Triple Threats are always, you know, it could be a little weird, but that right there gives you so many cool moments that could happen in the match. So, yeah, how did, yeah, this fucking drool. Looking at this card, like this could open the show without question and just tear the roof off. Yeah. Yep, yep. All right, guys. We got the Raw Women's title here. I'm going to stick it at the very end of Very Good to Great and right above Very Good. Um, I could go either way. I could move this right up to LA Knight. I could move this right up behind Lita, really. I, I don't know which way to go. There's no story here, but athletically, when has Bianca Belair disappointed at WrestleMania? She's two for two with two with two really home runs. Um, last year was excellent, and the year before was very, very, very good in a great moment. Um, Oscar's with this new character. they they probably going to have a lot to prove. And just by the build of it, but the only thing that concerns me is just by the build of it, I don't think we're going to come to a conclusion, which might hurt the overall quality. Uh, if we wanted to go to good, I'm okay with it, like around the Dom's area. But if we want to stay here too, I'll do respect to these women. This is just based off their potential when the bell rings. What do you guys think? Obviously, Oscar's one of my all-time favorites. It, the level is super high. The worst case scenario was like what, like Shinsuke AJ? Yeah, and, which was which was probably slotted right here. You right, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and led to three other matches or multiple. Like you know, it's you know, yeah. once again, we always say sometimes the, the feud doesn't end at Mania. It could be the catalyst for more cool shit. I think that's probably where this is going to go. I think one of their characters is going to make a right turn in this match and lead to more stuff down the road. But I mean, like I said, if it's Oscar to match, I'm always you know. She's, it's always one of my favorites on the card. Yeah, I'm good. What do you think, Rossi? Do you think we're good here? Do you want to move it up, down? What do you think? I could go either way. Really. I think you're good there because I, even if they do the start of a feud, kind of, it kind of makes me think the same way that Ray and Dom does. I think it's the start of a feud. Um, I think Asuka could win this. I don't want to say like in a squash, but I think she could win this in a quicker fashion than people think to kind of just reheat her up. They already have been. I mean, the Rumble heated her up. The Chamber went further with it. 
but beating Bianca who's had the title for a year in relatively quick fashion, I think would really bring her to the next level. And I feel like that's one of Triple H's goals because he was always her pet project. She was always his pet project in NXT. And I mean, obviously not much of a project. It took off right away. Uh, but then she came to the main and kind of, you know, had a hot, hot run to start and then kind of lost her momentum at that mania. So this to me is a spot for him to take her and, and push her right back to that level. Um, and I really don't think it hurts Bianca because there could be more in a continuation of this feud with maybe he'll turn the next night or even post-match here. So I think you're in the right spot here. Um, I don't think they're going to get the match here that Rhea and Charlotte will. And I think a, a lot of that might have to do with, with that is they're going to want to push Rhea and Charlotte as the, the two biggest women in the, in the company right now that they don't give these two the same time by proxy. I think that's the safe pick. All right, guys, it's been a great episode. Um, catch us out on part two. <laughs> Just kidding. Ah, it's a dud. This, this, if this happens, that's, that's concerning. Um, I, I, I'm optimistic, of course, but I'm just playing, I'm playing the game, you know, where do you think it's going to land on where I kind of allow it? It's Roman Reigns. When the bell rings, it's at a height of no one on this, in this company. You know what I mean? Uh, just anticipation wise, meaningfulness, let's put it that way. But on, unfortunately on the other side of there is Cody Rhodes. Um, with it and Cody wins, does it hurt or help it? I think right there, I think, I think they can very capably have this match right here. Four star, very good match. I think they could have the equivalent of John Cena versus Roman Reigns at SummerSlam 2021. Very good to low tier great, right? What they're capable of doing as of right now. They have, you know, an, I don't know if they have another face-to-face. It was It's very smart that they haven't touched yet. I'm, I'm going to say that. That's old school build. It's very smart, very good. But would the moment of Cody winning propel it to all-time status, a tier up? Or could it propel it where half the crowd to their core necessarily doesn't don't want that and he could get low-key rejected? I don't think they're set up for that, but my guard is up. Um, what say you guys? Talk to me. I was so amped up for the main event last year, even though it was Brock Reigns for the gazillionth time, that it really it disappointed me. And I know there was obviously things in the way there yeah, that they cut eight minutes because the injuries it. caused it. I really wasn't their fault, and they they brought back that SummerSlam match that you know paid me back, right? Yeah. Um, they could get too wonky with this. Um, I, I've I've been back in the, the dusty finish to kind of do what same story that happened to his dad. That could be fun, but also too much to close a mania. Um, I, I don't. I think it's got to be on that first tier. Um, I think it's above everything that's in very good to great. But I struggle putting it above like that Gunther match. Yeah. So, but it could, if it's done correctly, it could be the, the number one. Um, but we know they're going to have the crowd. We know that, you know, they could easily put whatever Bray Wyatt and Lashley's doing before that. They could even throw the women's 
tag team match before that doesn't they, matter yeah they, they could totally pad it where the crowd is come down so they can come back up they could set this match up for success it's just when that bell rings for the final three count what's the reaction that's the moment where you're like and honestly they've done a i'm not taking away what they've done for Cody. they've done a really good job people could be like still roman what the fuck you could even get that reaction which may hurt a moment too, but I don't know, Rocco. Your your radio silence for us here. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Um, a little bit. This one's <laughs> this one's hard. I'd save this last because it's the main event, and I think it's the hardest to kind of gauge. My thoughts are that like, could what could Cody do in a match with Roman that Sammy didn't do a couple months, a couple last pay per view, right? So like, it could be almost looking at it that way of can he get a crowd as ravenous as Sammy did there? Probably not. Cause it's like, like you're saying it's not his hometown crowd and there could be mixed people, but I do really think that I know you guys are higher on like Roman and Brock matches than I am, but Roman has to me, this could be a really defining wrestle. It's his 10th WrestleMania match. Right. And to me, I'm not a big fan of the Brock, the, other than the first Brock match. I think that's the best Brock match he's had at a mania, but he hasn't always had these great mania matches. Like, and he's had a lot of main events. The trips was a bummer. The undertaker was a bummer. The Drew was kind of a nothing. Then you get the Brock ones. And like, so I think there's a lot to prove of him having this epic, like mania main event that could really be tight. And uh, is it just, is it, is it on Cody's? Is it, it's cool that it's it's a mania main event that has never happened, right? It's Triple H's first WrestleMania main event too. That's another thing. You don't know how he would look at it and how he would book it. Honestly, if you look at his track track record, 18, he probably had a lot of say in that match. Not very good. 25, had a lot of say in that match. Not very good. 35, probably had a lot of say in that match. Not very good. So I am optimistically there, but I'm very guarded. (laughs) I'm guardedly optimistic is my kind of time frame. I don't think Triple H would fail necessarily as an overall pitcher thing, but as a big moment thing, I'm nervous for it my my thought here is i think of the the past reigns matches right like the rumble match with ko was a good match but the storytelling post match was this was the moment right um but then you go back to like clash of the castle the drew match that was a fucking awesome match um and yeah the storytelling at the end was solo but you were on the edge of your seat because you thought that that was a moment that Cody, I mean, I'm sorry, that Drew could win, right? And that's where I think the excitement here is going to be there is, you know, the KL match, you knew he wasn't going to win. I think even the Sammy match, you knew he wasn't going to win, right? Um, some people might have talked themselves into that, but I think at the end of the day, you knew that he wasn't going to win. Um, here, you expect Cody to win. So that's where the storytelling can become better than, you know, most of Reigns' matches are because you're watching it. I think Cody's going to win, but there's a lane that Reigns wins. And that's when I love wrestling the most is when I go into a match, especially a main event match like this, that, you know, I don't necessarily 1,000% know who the winner is. Um, with the tag match, I think you do, right? But I'm, we, I still think it's a four-and-a-half, five-star match. Easy, right? So that's the thing that kind of – keeps me having to put this into that top tier here with the other three matches um, because it's going to have excitement regardless. Do you think we're All doing, right. like, sorry, real quick, do you think we're doing, like, an Attitude Era? Like, 
brawly main event too. Like, I think, think Cody needs it. I honestly, physically, I think Cody needs that. Yes, that's what I was thinking. And because this card has nothing, right? There's no ladder match. The Hell in the Cells one. Hell in the Cell. There's not even a no DQ match or anything. Maybe Ray and Dom might be or something like that. But like, yeah. I think this could be really a match where there's a lot of stuff. Like, is it going to be a run-in match? Is it going to be a brawling match? You know, it's going to be interesting. I and then no, you. no DQ also opens up the door for bloodline interference. Yeah, you know. Um, so that just adds to more drama, like especially with solo, right? All right, so this is all right. Let me make my last volley. All right, I initially put it here, I want to keep it here for this reason of of them booking him into a threat of losing it with Drew. That's the first time it delivered. And then when we got to war games, we didn't know how things were gonna shake down, it delivered. We got the Royal Rumble, we knew how Roman was gonna win. But we weren't sure how it was going to play out with the big angle. It delivered because of the drama and because of Roman's storytelling. The same thing at Elimination Chamber. Sure, we we had a debate on the clotheslines and headlines right after it. Should Sammy have won? We still didn't know. We can fool ourselves and say we didn't know, but we still put on the I don't know hat because we really didn't. They did such a good job of storytelling. This story has been told really well. Due to the story, I'm going right here. I'm optimistic. I, I I explained why I don't why I'm guarded. The trip, uh, like Rocco said, Roman Reigns does not have the history of WrestleMania bangers. But in the recent history of the last six months of me just laying out what I laid out, he, that's I'll go recency biased opposed to Roman Reigns. Don't don't. Um, this story has been built to really climax to right now. Um, I, I think Cody's done a really good job of incorporating the what if with the bloodline, which kind of will add to the story of the match. Um, I'm sure there's tea leaves everywhere that we'll look back on, which will add to the structure, the will add to the story. I don't necessarily sure we need a step here, but I think we might get one. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm optimistically even though I was guarded at first I'm op- optimistically on guard but I still think that due to the story and Rhea and Charlotte not necessarily having a story that we're gonna go here because we got the story in the tag match I expect that to be the best match on the card and then just from a delivery standpoint Gunther and Sheamus and Drew I think will be the second best match and I think this will be the third best match on the card but if you want to move the girl uh Charlotte and Rhea back up I'm not wrong. If you want to move Roman to the to the very good tier, I don't think I'm wrong either. That's my last volley. What do you guys say? I think I think that's a, that's if those four matches like we're optimistic. Deliver, I know it. I but just if those four matches deliver like they could, man, this is a like this card is really fucking like, like there's not, yeah, like it's really solid. There's not a lot of like old dude. Like they really like this is an in-house WrestleMania and. Mm-hmm. Man, so that's a great way of putting it. This is an in-house WrestleMania. It's Triple H's first one. It's in LA. Um, the only thing we're optimistic on it, the only thing we're overvaluing is LA Knight, but I'm here for it. Yeah. yeah. Okay, let's go right there. LA. You always need a good segment on a man. And right? here's but here's my challenge to you guys. Every WrestleMania's got disappointments. Absolutely. So let's assume that we have to take at least two of these matches and move them into the dud category. Let's take oh, one. Yeah, let's say that I bet we could pull two duds out of each of the last three manias. Well, describe a dud. Like last year's dud was Vince versus Pat McAfee. <laughs> it wasn't even announced. 
I think everything delivered last year. But well, I mean, you can say like the I mean there was an injury, but the Uso Shinsuke match um, okay. when Boogs still- got hurt. But they still went out and had a two-star match. When they, when Boogs got hurt, Mark, Nakamura had three, you know, two and a half solid minutes of in-ring work that I wouldn't call it a dud. That's just lazy calling that that a dud. It's I a just yeah, well, okay. So maybe we don't have to move two down there. But if you had to move one, what would it be? Hell in the cell. Uh, <laughs> hell in the cell. I mean, I would probably say Lashley, right? Which isn't oh, really okay, going far. Oh, the dud category? I would go... Because, I mean, lastly, Omos last year sucked. Loki, okay. But it, it sucked. Um, What's kind the of funny the is tag that... match sucked. The New Day Sheamus match sucked. Yeah, well, like, That was the, a dud. In the past, all these matches would be on one night, which is insane, right? Like, I know. It's just going to be such a hot double night. of like this is Two nights hard, man. Big time. All right, so let's work our way. I'm good with that. Put, I was going to move that there anyways. I was working my way to the top to the bottom. But let's move from the bottom to the top. We don't even know what this is. Sorry, Bobby Lashley. It's a dud. This is here because you, it's going to be wonky in a sprint. This is uh, this is with all due respect to Brock Lesnar to be okay. Um, I think with those two matches in the okay, they're going to entertain us enough that they won't be duds. I'm okay moving either one of these tag matches to the okay, and I'm good leaving them here. Um, this do- father versus son, the story's too good to be okay. I think they will go out there and deliver. Triple H is too invested in this for it to not deliver. I think this is a very safe middling spot right here. It could be great, honestly, but I just don't, it, I wouldn't put my chips down on it. Uh, I would move this down to good if I had to, but I'm good leaving it here. This is the wild card. This is safe, but a wild card. This is just us being wonky. And I think this is the. What's this is safe here, but then again, you think Charlotte and Ronda last year, they're in the wrong roles. Rhea's the heel, Charlotte is the babyface. You can make a case that that's only very good or even good if it's rejected. I made my case for this. I think I trust Roman. I trust Roman in this spot. I think this, and I think these two are are can't moves. So those top two are certifiable, right there. Yeah, like I could see. The Hell in a Cell and the Oscar and uh, Bianca match that are at the tail end of our second tier, they're very good to great. If those ended up down a tier and the um, uh, the uh, Cena Theory match moved up, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, so that ultimately, I think we're in the right spot because those are kind of stacked on top of each other. Yeah, I got to do that. I can't. We can't be crazy with that. <laughs> <laughs> my my biggest thing is my weird criticism of when I think of match ratings and rating a match in a certain way is that a WrestleMania main event has to be better than good. Yes. So like that's why my Brock Roman main events are to me they've always just been good. They've never except for the first one which was like that's a crazy fucking like so that's the only thing is if either the two like main uh, the two top uh, singles matches that we have for the belts are just good, then it's a kind of a failure in my eyes. And that's the only way it can make them out of this excellent range. But like you said, oh man, I got faith. Maybe you're rubbing off of me, Ryan. I got a little faith. Yeah. Like if I you got- took those, if you took those top two, the the Usos, uh, KO and Sammy and KO and uh, Sammy match and the, the Gunther match, they would almost be their own tier, right? Yeah. Because you really- can talk me, yeah, you could talk me into the second two there, disappointing to a level just because they're the quote unquote main events. Right. Um, and I can see those missing much before the others. So I think your your top tier and even the second tier is placed correctly. Yeah, cool. I think, good. I think we did good, guys. All right, guys. Well, uh, 
that's it for clothes lines and headlines, YouTube style. Um, Rocco, why don't you explain what we got coming up on the audio version so they can kind of check us on there? I'm going to go through some statistics of WrestleMania appearances and guys who have done stuff and uh, some interesting stuff that I found. I did a little spreadsheet ski, which was uh, not my normal thing that I do, and just go through some of the uh, interesting, like, who's got the most WrestleMania matches in a row, who's who's losing a streak this year, who's not on, uh, you know, whose first ones it is. So just some numbers I went through that I found interesting that I think we could talk about. And uh, and I actually wanted to mention the whole KO and Sammy's history in, in WrestleMania because I think it was really interesting when I looked at it. And Rossi, you have some indie corner for us to kind of preview or, or not preview, highlight what you anticipate to be really good on the weekend of WrestleMania pretty much. Yeah, I mean, I got I got kind of I did a full show last year. I'm not going to do that this year. So I kind of condensed it down to what I think will probably be like five or ten minutes of a preview. And then I'm going to give you guys a, you know, the five wrestlers to watch if you're watching the indie shows. And also, if I was in L.A., what I would go to, which I think that kind of is the best way that I can respect it. If I would take part of my vacation and go to these shows, that's the ones that I think are famous. Cool. All right, guys, catch us on YouTube. Thank you. All right, guys, here. All right, guys, we're back here with part two. Rocco, what was that little spreadsheet thing that you were going to do? And first of all, did you use Google Sheets? Did you use Excel? What did you use? I'm more curious I, about that. I used the Google Sheet. My wife showed me how to do it. Um, it was really um, – it took a little bit. I, I now understand what data and uh, data input people do. <laughs> like it's, it's an interesting job to have. Um, I had a fun uh, time doing it. I did a lot of it when I was waiting online for the cable company to stop fucking me over. Um I was, I was a huge kid, as a fan of baseball as a kid. I was a huge Can fan I of the Yolanda. Real quick, Rocco, why did why didn't you call her at your boy? Your boy has like a spreadsheet seven hundred pages deep <laughs> that he's converting to a website right now for and like talking to people across the globe to trigger figure out how to. I'm kind of insulted you didn't call your boy. I, I mean. I, I didn't even think about it. I apologize. My wife was right next to me, and she's a smart person, so and she does spreadsheets, and she enjoys it. Your boy's it. not smart? No, I'm just kidding. Well, <laughs> but anyway, my, uh, I don't know if you guys are aware of the Elias baseball. Is it, is it color-coded? I need to, I need to, no, is it color-coded? No, it's just a white piece of paper, a white piece of sheet. All right, continue. I'll stop, I'll stop. I'm just, I need to see this afterwards. I'll, I'll send it to you guys right now. Your, your sheets. I'll send it to you guys right now, but, so... I was thinking of my old baseball and analyst books, and I was like, let me do some WrestleMania stats. So I did it, and I I found some interesting things. And I'm going to give you – well, I don't want you guys to look at that sheet because I think I want to ask you guys. But So going into this. Well, first of all, you didn't share it correctly, (laughs) so I can't look. (laughs) That's good, good. All right, this is great. Continue. I will – I'll ask the question. Who do you think, including WrestleMania 39, has the most consecutive WrestleMania matches? And I am only doing main main show. Fuck the pre-show. I don't care if you think it's I important. Like if if the if the the the, the Star Spangled Banner has not been sung and the planes have not been flying and it's not at full capacity, it doesn't count. Okay, so someone's gonna beat Tito Santana's eight. No, I am only talking in a row. I know. See, Tito Tito Santana had eight in a row. Um, I'm talking about in a row right now. So at oh, WrestleMania 39 on the current. This is only including people who are, are gonna be on the card. At 39, we're including Lashley and uh, everything that we talked about earlier. Oh, well, Roman Reigns did not wrestle at 36, so he is eliminated. Seth 
Rollins did not wrestle at 32. Ooh, it might be Seth Rollins from 33. Here, AJ Styles is not on the card, so he is eliminated. Um, what about Sheamus? No, Charlotte Flair is eliminated. Sheamus is eliminated. He didn't wrestle the pandemic. Um, okay. I, do I want to... Was my gut right by saying Seth Rollins from 32 to 39? He has, seven, he has seven in a row. You are correct. Sorry about what, it. <laughs> no, it's, I'm saying, I, was, I was gonna say Miz too. He did not have a match this year. Miz so COVID. Yeah, I'm, he had all, COVID. I'm only match. doing matches. I'm not doing. The oh, and he doesn't have this year, and then yep. the COVID year he did it. He was yeah. hurt, right? So yep. This will be that. So Rollins, this will be his seventh in a row. Lashley, it's gonna be his fifth, tied with Drew. Which is crazy. They both right? left the company forever. Right. Uh, and then number four is Rhea, Edge, Owens. Sammy and Shayna Baszler both all have four. When now, was the Usos last miss? Thirty. They have three. No. They Jimmy both, missed. Jimmy missed thirty-seven. Yeah. So they, Jay. Jay missed thirty-seven. One of them did. Oh, they both but, missed thirty-seven. Jay missed thirty-six. Yeah. Okay. Um. So yeah, I mean, I thought that was interesting that Lashley and Drew have five in a row. Um, Lashley might lose his streak, which is a little fucked up. This is almost the third in a row, which is crazy. Right, right. Um, okay, so first manias are Gunther, EO, Dakota, Raquel, Shotzi, Chelsea, Ivar, and Eric, which is an interesting list. Gunther, though, it's kind of cool to think of, like, when did he have that Janela match and to the, get to a main, a mania New main event? New, New Orleans, Orleans 2018. So, shit. Like, to go from that match to being, like, in what's going to be the bit, one of the biggest matches on this WrestleMania is pretty goddamn cool, I think. And his first Mania, like, I think that fucking rules. Um, yeah, so he went Pete Dunn at NXT New York, and then he was off during the pandemic. And I'm, then, only count, I'm only counting real Mania. No, I know, I'm just, I'm just kind of saying how we got here. Timeline ski. Then he had Chim- Tommaso Champ and then LA Knight. So, yeah, pretty pretty cool uh, build to WrestleMania's first. Always in the mix. Plus, all, wouldn't Orton have been seven this year, too? I know I'm on the last question. Oh, I got. I have a. Yeah. Okay. Orton, so people who are losing their streak this year is Orton is losing his streak of seven in a row. Sorry, Orton's losing his streak of six in a row. This would have been a seven because I know he missed 32. Yep. AJ would have had seven in a row, and Kofi would have had five. He had five in a row. He's losing his six. Yeah, the, Kofi was in it on 33. The New Day has a crazy history in WrestleMania, man. It's really wild. Um. Something else I discovered that was I thought was really interesting is it shows you how far the tag titles have come. Yes. Because Jimmy and Jay, pretty much headlining a mania, they have only had, as a team, four WrestleMania main card main mat- matches. None of them. Yeah, they were, they were like pre-show. Yeah, they were like pre-show fodder for a while. Yeah, 35 was really good. Yeah, but just the, the, the numbers are shocking, right, when you think about it. Yeah. They've had the same amount as the Dudleys did, which I've learned was four as well. And they, they fought the Dudleys, but that was a, a pre-show dealy as well. Yeah, um, and they got dicked by COVID that year. Um, let's see. Um, interesting numbers. Uh, guys on this card who've had the most manias, what do you guys think? Cena. Cena at 16 is number one. Edge. Miz. Miz isn't on it. Miz is not on this card. Oh, yeah, right. I'm a fucking idiot. I keep Rollins. saying Miz. Rollins has 10. Uh, does he have there's, more than Edge? Uh, Edge has 14. So Cena at 16, Edge at 14, and then there's right below that is Brock at 12. Oh, Brock. That's right. Sheamus at 11, tied with Ray and Kofi. And then Rollins at 10. So what? What's Cody? Cody is eight. eighth. Yeah. Wow, eight. I would not have guessed eight. That's a lot. 
Drew also has eight, which is once again shocking that you forget that he was around. Um, Natty? Natty is not in that top number. Where is nah, that? She's pre-show all day. I would think, yeah. I guess it depends on what you count. And then KO is probably in that seven. Oh, I, I should have done Ken Natty. Natty has three, four, five, six. Natty does have seven. I just wrote her name down as something else. <laughs> um, Charlotte's probably in that six, seven range. Fuck, this is Theory's third, which is crazy. Yeah. Right. Becky. It's, what's Becky? Becky's is six. This is okay. Uh, Trish at five. Charlotte at seven. Roman at nine. This will be his uh, tenth one coming up. Um, Owens and Sammy. Owens at seven. Sammy has six. So I was looking at the Owens and Sammy numbers, which I thought was interesting. So, like, number uh, 32. They were both in the ladder match. Owen wins in, goes in at IC champ. Ryder wins, right? Um, 33. Owens beats Y2J for the U.S. title. Sammy's not on it. Uh, 34. Owens and Sammy lose to DB and Shane as a, as a unit. 35. They're both off. Um, I don't really know why. Owens was at Fastlane and also at um, Money in the Bank, but he wasn't on this. And Sammy didn't wrestle until the after April, in after Mania in April. What year are you talking about? Thirty five. Yeah, so in 2019. But then it, then it gets to like uh, WrestleMania 20. KO beats Rollins and Sammy beats DB in that really weird match. But then like KO beats Sammy at 37. So if you go from there, it's like KO beats Sammy with Logan Paul. We forget this is our third <laughs> Logan Paul WrestleMania appearance, right? Um, so he beats Sammy there. KO loses to Stone Cold. Sammy loses to Knoxville. And then this year, they're fighting for the world titles and probably the biggest match of the card. I think that's a really cool WrestleMania trajectory for those right. guys, right? Very. How many did you say Ray had? He Check. missed a lot when he was hired, too, with injuries and whatnot. Yeah, he's got a very interesting thing, because when he started, um, once he started... He's he, smart as fuck. Yeah, like, he had 20 chances. Like when he, So he started, his first one was 19, and he has 11 total out of 20 opportunities. So 19 to 22, two years off. 25 to 27, two years off. 30, four years off. 35, two years off. 38 and 39. So he's got the most spotty, like, history. He's consistently off. Um, Matt Hardy has nine WrestleMania matches. Jeff Hardy only has six, <laughs> which is uh, interesting to see. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just thought some of these numbers. And, okay, so sometimes people talk about uh, like WrestleMania is having the same guys on them and stuff like that. And I, I think I found some numbers that were really interesting to me that show that maybe it's not always the case. So like guys at this Mania who had a match at Mania 34. So five years ago, there's 14 people on this card that had a match five years ago. There's only five people who had a match on WrestleMania 29 on this card. Roman, Sheamus, Cena, Brock, and Rollins. And Cody should have. Right. Um, five years before that, it's only Cena and Edge. And five years before that, Trish, Brock, and Ray. So uh, what was I going to say? Sorry, I wrote down a lot of stuff. I'm losing. I got, I got numbers written everywhere. It's exciting. So Lita has the oldest mania. She was in 18. So she's yeah. the longest, Shit. and then so it's from 18 to 39. So you had the she has the biggest gap between manias on this card. Trish was at 22, and now 39. Well, Lita, oh yeah, Lita wasn't at so Lita was at 17, but she wasn't in a match. So yeah, right. You're right. And then Austin had a match at thir- 19 and 38. So Lita actually has the biggest gap of having a match in in between, which I thought was really interesting. Well, yeah, Lita's last match was 19. That's crazy. So yeah, just thought it was. Uh, I, I, oh wait, I, I apologize. Edge was at the oldest. Edge was at 16. Trish oh yeah, yeah. 18. Lita 18. Brock 19, and Cena 20. So like, 
We would have sucked you out. Yeah, just some of these numbers I just kind of found really interesting to me. Um, Ambrose hasn't been on a Mania main card since WrestleMania 32. (laughs) And he has the same amount of WrestleMania matches as Alberto Del Rio. Um, R-Truth hasn't been on one since 32. Shelton Benjamin has not been on a Mania main card since 26. That's crazy. (laughs) Poor guy. Uh, Right? That's just like, come on, dude. Um, Yeah, so... I don't know. Just I just uh, these numbers I just kind of found uh, pretty interesting. Um, people, so I mentioned that five years from five years ago today, it's five years. WrestleMania 34, there's 14 people on, right? But at WrestleMania 34, people that were on five years before are 10. So like, I think it really is showing, like we were talking about before, how they really are going in house with a lot of these, like the, like. That's a cool sign, right? I, I think, at least, that it's a cool sign that things are going that way. Yeah, the roster's in a good spot. You know, almost has one more match to tie Dean Ambrose. That's insane for WrestleMania matches. He's, uh, Corbin has the same amount. Oh, interesting, like, like guys who aren't, when I'm looking at the guys, this is something we, we didn't talk about, or this is less statistical, but, like, guys who aren't on WrestleMania this year, we got Boogs, Shinsuke, Corbin, Miz, Riddle, RKO, Zelina, Naomi, Sasha, for obvious reasons, AJ, Xavier Woods, who, you know, just interesting guys who just aren't on that were on last year. So I don't know. I don't know if these numbers mean anything. Thinner uh, card, too, this year. Yeah. Tamina hasn't been on in two years. Uh, Priest oh, hasn't been on since 30 Cancel the network. Tamina hasn't been on in two years. Cancel your Peacock's prescription. <laughs> oh, no. Um Priest has has only been on 37, so that's two years he hasn't been on. Yeah, he uh, had a big spot last year. He'll have a big spot this year, but he was only in the big bunny spot. Yeah, the bad bunny spot, excuse me. Right, so I, do you do you only count people that are like in like actual bell to bell matches? Yeah, I'm going straight. Because I think of like Alexa, like she wasn't in the match last year, but she was like in a huge spot or two years ago, but she was in like a huge spot in it. Um, box like box like structure. Well, yeah. she has she has a weird history because I did write her down because I like her and she was in thirty three, thirty four, missed thirty five. Was that thirty six? She was the host. At thirty five. Yep. Okay. A wrestler should want to wrestle at a WrestleMania, right? Like. Yeah, but the host is a pretty big spot. Yeah. And with Hogan, uh, she was super excited about that. And you know, interestingly enough, she was just revealed when this past Wednesday, because I know this comes out Friday, she was just on the Mass Singer. Who Alexa? Yeah. That's where she's been, I guess. Well, she had skin cancer. Yeah, that was, I guess, they dropped that news today to throw the stink off. God damn it, my Alexa's going off. Move, change subject. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't have really that much more. I mean, a few. Uh, I just kind of like looked at the numbers and was kind of like intrigued by some of the uh, just the names and numbers that are on here. Like a, the idea, like you forget how long ago stuff was that Jericho hasn't been on since '33, you know, and ah, shit, like. The most important number there, Rocco, um, is Madcap Moss going to be the last Andre WrestleMania winner or a repeat, you think? <laughs> I did want to go we through. We have the, a quota. We have to hit it. I did want to go. Well, you mentioned getting a wreck before. I thought, I thought you were going to bring that up there. Um, <laughs> I did want to go through the Andre and just be like, who's been in the Andre that's actually won a title? Um, Heath Slater was in every Andre up to <laughs> the pandemic, which I thought was a great stat. Uh, you, you think, think they, they randomly throw one on the SmackDown before? I kind of hope so. I like it. There's like not many dudes on the roster who don't have a match at Mania, though. So it's kind of ain't going to yeah, be much on there. 
<laughs> priest, like priests, like something like that. I mean, like yeah. last year, I mean, it's like the final two. I mean, you can throw. I mean, Ridge, Kofi, sorry, Ridge, Xavier. <laughs> I don't know, Priest, what? Shinsuke, Boogs. I'd probably Corbin. say the biggest, the biggest, rum, the biggest off. winner was probably Braun. Because then, like, he, yeah, the next year because of COVID, he ended up winning a title. But, I mean, that wasn't their plan. But, yeah, he's the only one that really, you know, and he was kind of in the same spot. But he's really the only one that really wasn't, like, jobber status. I oh, mean, Jay, oh, Jay Uso, oh, too. Take it back. Yeah. You're, getting, you're flirting with danger here, talking about <laughs> Dolph hasn't been on a Mania since 36, and he missed the three before that. But he had a little run from 26 to 32, but, man. Yeah, and Dolph, uh, his first singles match was 36 against Otis. Oh, for real? Oh, I didn't know that. Wow. That's a cool stat. You're, like, right up. You're, like, touching my feels with all this Mania stuff. Yeah, we <laughs> could just, I could just ask you questions all day on this and stuff you probably don't have the answer to yeah so all right well Rocco you got anything else on your spreadsheet I need to see the spreadsheet so if you go to if you go to the top right green button you can press share and then you have to go with click the bot the box that says share with people who have who has this link (laughs) just so you I got I got a random one looking up the Andre that I think you guys will appreciate um Connor from the Ascension (laughs) So random. Wasn't fucking five. <laughs> That's a great. He was also in your hotel room. <laughs> oh, no, no, that was the other one. That was the other one. All right, never mind. That's and that was the, there was only one. He was only in one of them that was on. There was only a couple that were actually on the main card. It looks like 30 and maybe maybe 30, just 30, 32. Yeah, it looks like the only one that was on the main card. Yeah, I liked it. 31, 31. Was pre-show, big show one. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, thirty-two. I remember. 32, 31, I was 31 in... is the sorry. Thirty-one is the last mania of AJ Lee, Page, Sting, and Wade Barrett. It's Wade Barrett's last mania. Thirty-two. I was in the crowd in Dallas, and Terrible. as the, they just threw people in the ring, and then they did the entrances for like Shaq and Big Show and shit. The like, top just hopping around. And yeah, and I'm like, I'm watching the match, and you know, I'm probably it was later in the night. I was pretty drunk at this point. I'm like, is that fucking Tatanka? And it was like, holy shit, why is Tatanka in the ring? Yeah. <laughs> Like we were saying about Shelton, uh, WrestleMania 26 was also the last mania of MVP Shelton Christian. Yeah, that's, that was a big uh, transfer year. Yeah. HBK, well, they all, and they all required. Yeah. The fact that Gail Kim had a re- two WrestleMania matches in 25 and 26 blows my fucking mind, by the way. I didn't know she was back. Had no fucking clue when I did this. Um, Melina was 25. Finley, 22 to 25. He had a nice little streak of being in mania matches. Oh, Rick Victor was in five, too, so it wasn't just Connor. Wow, those guys got five fucking years of WWE paychecks. Good for them. Even longer. They were in NXT for a while, too. Yeah, but the rain made but yeah, the, then the money was low, yeah. What happened in WrestleMania 19 where the Dudley boys weren't on there? They were in the corner for Lance Storm and um, Chief Morley. For real? Oh, shit. Damn. But, like, Good. think, like, R-Truth's been, been in five. R-Truth's been in five Andres. Our <laughs> truth's been in five Andres, which is the same amount as the Ascension. Like that's fucking crazy. <laughs> but the Ascension has not won as many twenty-four-seven, seven-eleven, nine-ninety-four championships as our truth. <laughs> right, yeah, I think Heath Slater yeah. is the leader with six. That, I can't find anybody more than him. I, I mean, I wish I could have been a little more organized. I just got like, I just there's so many cool little ways to look at uh, like stuff like this. And just the numbers are just so interesting when you like really break them down and. 
like I don't know. I like the idea of like looking at who's got the streaks going, and uh, just it, it, I don't know. I, the numbers that I'm looking at make me kind of like more optimistic for how things have been uh, are going right now. But yeah, remember this: you have to do this again at SummerSlam. <laughs> cool all right Rocco great great that was a really fun segment we, we've had a pretty fun episode Rock, Rock, Rossi bring us home buddy what, what do you got for yeah so situation? Little, I'll go a little bit longer than normal not too much longer and I'm going to kind of give you guys a rundown of what indies to pay attention to Mania Weekend all right now I was thinking before I dug into this that this seems like a lighter year for the indies maybe because I'm not as invested in it um, because I know the time zone difference is really going to fuck up the East Coast viewer. Um, but there's still 50 shows in and around Los Angeles, what? exactly 50 in and around Los Angeles that aren't WWE branded. Um, and, you know, I'm not going to run through all 50. I'm going to give you kind of the high level overview of the big ones. Um, but they start on Wednesday, the 29th. There's five shows spread out around L.A., Burbank and Hollywood. Mostly like California based promotions, um, which there is a lot more. And I think that's what I wasn't thinking is there's a lot of non nationwide promotions in the West Coast that are linking into Mania Weekend that, you know, we might not see the advertising for this way. Um, but there's five shows. Um, the one show that has kind of a put together card is um, Pandemonium Pro Wrestling in L.A. Their main events, Masha Slamovich against Johnny Hollywood, who's Johnny Morrison. I'm um, using the Hollywood name for this weekend, at least for that show. I'm pretty but sure you f- used to have a podcast in the place to be nation. But anyways, continue. Yeah, but that's uh, the, there's five shows that Wednesday, Thursday, the collective starts, which is the GCW ran one. Um, that's the at the Ukrainian Cultural Center in L.A. Now, all the times I give you is Western time. Um, now, remember that it's going to be three hours later. So um, that that collective is going to kick off with the Santino Brothers wrestling show. Um, which is their local localized promotion. So it was 11 a.m. their time, so that'll be, what, 2 p.m. our time. Um, and then yep. there's Josh Barnett's Bloodsport, which is kind of their first one, Bloodsport 9. That's going to be 4 p.m., headlined by Kota Ibushi versus Speedball Mike Bailey um, and Josh Barnett versus Timothy Thatcher. Now, John Moxley was supposed to face Davey Richards on this show, but obviously that's not going to happen. Um, I'm not going to get into that, but I think Davey Richards will never hear in wrestling again. If you guys want to look that up, have fun. Um, DDT goes Hollywood 8 p.m. So DDT is coming over. Um, this will be a show Thursday night at 11 my time. I know I'll be watching just for the, the shits and giggles of it. Tetsuya Endo is wrestling Joey Janela in uh, Takeshita from AEW fame. has got Yuki Ino. Uh, that'll be cool. And then GCW for the cultures at midnight their time. I won't be staying up for this one. Uh, Trisha Dora versus Leo Rush. And there's a 10 person tag featuring the West Coast versus the world where Kenny King and Shug D are the captains. That's interesting. Then over WrestleCon on Thursday night. Is pineapple, the, Pete. That <laughs> is. That is. Um, WrestleCon at the Globe Theater. Um, they started 4 p.m. on Thursday. Mark Hitchcock Memorial Super Show. Um, Josh Alexander versus Michael Oku. And Speedball Mike Bailey versus Shigeru Iri. Um, that'll be a cool match. They got a lot of like international flair with that. And then later on that night, which this is probably the most stacked show that I've seen so far. Um, 8 p.m. West Coast time. New Japan and Impact have their Multiverse United show. Um, Will Ospreay was to main event against Speedball Mike Bailey, but he is now hurt and out of the weekend. But New Japan stepped up and sent them Hiroshi Tanahashi instead. So it'll be Speedball and Tanahashi. Um, also on that show is Kenta defending his open weight title against Minoru Suzuki. 
and Josh Alexander defending his impact title against Kushida. So those three matches alone will bang. Um, and it's a pretty good. They've got some crazy tag and exhibition guys in there, too. So that'll be a good show. There's this company called Crimson Crown Wrestling. It has two shows in L.A. Um, Circle Six is the interesting one. So now Circle Six is the company that really came out of the merch guy that used to run GCWmerch.com. Um, he is, I think, based out of L.A., so he's put some shows together. They have seven events spread out in hour-long increments on Thursday alone. They're all wrestle wrestler branded. So like Hoodfoot has Hoodfoot has a show, Atticus Kogar has a show, Vinny Massaro, Lindsay Snow, Casanova Valentine, among others. But really fun on Thursday night at 11 p.m. They have a karaoke party which features Minoru Suzuki. Um, I would love to see that. Um, I hope that that's on fight of, of some sort. Um, then there's the shows in Compton called Compton Media that's featuring Paul London. This is an interesting one. There's a there's a show called Empire Wrestling Federation. That has a show hosted by Jake the Snake Roberts called Jake the Snake Roberts Flirting with Venom. But it's a wrestling show that Alberto Del Rio is wrestling on. Um, I'm glad I'm not giving them any money. Um, flirting, with, mid- flirting with the law, right? There. Yeah, exactly. Um, at midnight, early morning, Ace Steel has a private show not linked into GCW. Um, I wonder if this is still John Morrison, I would assume. Um, they're doing a show where they're only telling you the location once you buy tickets. So um, this is going to be a goofball show. I know Janelle is going to be there. Um, feels more like a party than a wrestling show. Then Friday, Collector comes back at 11 a.m. with Jimmy Lloyd's The Generation F, which that has a lot of younger talents in the JCW, former L.A. Fights mold. Um, DDT versus GCW goes down at 3 p.m. with a lot of cross-branded matchups there. And then uh, the big GCW um, show is Joey Janelle's Spring Break 7 which goes down at 8 p.m. local time, so 11 p.m. our time. Um, I actually think they're trying to push that back a little bit um, because they don't want to interfere with the Hall of Fame to the East Coast viewer because um, that Hall of Fame will probably end around midnight East time. So if they start this at 9, they'll be in good shape. Um, three matches are now announced for that show, which was supposedly the rest were to be kept a secret. Um, the announced bout so far. Vikingo, wrestling speedball Mike Bailey, that'll be killer. And the Motor City Machine Guns are defending their newly won GCW titles against the East-West Express of Jordan Oliver and Nick Wayne. Um, I do think that they'll probably switch the titles there, or Oliver and Wayne are regulars, and they put the titles on Machine Guns instead of uh, Los Pacizos because that'll probably be a cooler match. Um, I also believed going in, but it was announced as we were recording this, Joey Janela is officially main eventing the show against Kota Ibushi. Um, so that will be cool. Um, that's a kind of a dream match. Um, something you probably never thought you'd see. Um, and then Maki Ito is teaming up with Nick Gage for the first time. They've kind of been teasing that for a bit, but they're actually going to have a tag match. Um, I would also expect something with Masha Slamovich, who, you know, we haven't talked about on here, but she is the new GCW world champion. She beat Nick Gage last weekend on St. Patrick's day. Um, (laughs) so Masha's the champ honestly works out. Gage wasn't going to really be able to have main event level matches at this point. Um, Masha's somebody that, you know, they've got a lot of like women in there with Sawyer rack, uh, Yamashita. Um, and then they've got like the Janellos and Masha. They can have cool matches. Um, so there, there's a lot of stuff that they can do with her there, I think. Um, and then GCW emo night closes Friday down at midnight. Leo rush is wrestling Jimmy Jacobs on that show. They have a lot of like emo night DJs that come into that. It's more of like a party than anything. Um, WrestleCon restarts at noon on Friday. Tokyo Joshi Pro has uh, Rika Tatsumi against Billy Starks, amongst others. 
Prestige Wrestling has a really cool show at 4 p.m. at WrestleCon. Uh, again, at the Globe Theater where GCW, I'm sorry, not GCW, PWG, Nomi runs their shows. Um, Masha Slamovich is wrestling Aja Kong on that show, which is awesome. And Titus Alexander has Michael Oku. Titus Alexander is like one of the, the main names in Prestige, so it's cool they got Oku over for this. Um, and then this sounds like a fun time. They're closing out at um, 8 p.m. local time with a show that's called Straight Out of WrestleCon Variety Show. This is going to have an art of wrestling comedy show led by Cole Cabana. They're going to have a musical set from Harley Cameron, who I think is like, uh, like she's one of the like chicks that's friends with Shotzi that was like on, they did like photo shoots together. Oh, I know. Um, (laughs) Then there's a country concert, a country acoustic concert by Mickey James, um, a Mick Foley Q and a, um, and a rap show with Max Caster. So sounds like a cool place to just go, you know, you know, light, light night. And then 4 p.m. that day is ROH Supercard of Honor, um, which as of recording, Samoa Joe's wrestling Jay Briscoe for the ROH TV title. Um, they did announce a Reach for the Sky tag team ladder match, which apparently they're going to do at this show every year. Um, this time it'll be the crown new ROH tag champs. Um, so the only team announced for that so far is the Lucha Bros. Athena is defending the women's title against Yuka Sakazaki. And I believe they teased it, but they haven't announced it yet. Claudio Casagnoli defending the ROH world title against Eddie Kingston. Um, and that's a little feud we've talked about a lot um, in the past that they hit back to the Shikara days. I don't think they really like each other that much, but business is business. Circle Six has another four shows on Friday. Um, this time um, named with like a Zach Wentz show, Zake, Jake Christ and AJ Gray. Um, and then Casanova Valentine has the annual No Fear City Murder Mania show at 11 p.m. That's a no-ring deathmatch show that they've been doing at every Mania, I think, for like five or six years now. Saturday, the collective shuts down Effie's Big Gay Brunch at 11 a.m. with Sandra Moon versus Steph DeLander um, and Kid Bandit versus Sawyer Wreck, amongst others. Now, a friend of the show, Becca um, of Beyond Wrestling fame, she's actually on this show in a 10-person tag. Um, that's the only show that I know she's on, but I know she's going there. I'm sure she'll get other bookings. Um, so, and then GCW has Gringo Locos, the world on Lucha at 9 PM, which is actually going to be, you know, the tail end of mania Vikingo versus Laredo kid and sexy star against Dulce Tormenta in a triple a showcase match. Uh, circle six also has an 11 PM show on Saturday called Barroom blitz. That sounds like that will be a no ring show as well. Um, Sunday, there's a few more low-level shows, nothing worth getting into. But all in all, like I said, there's 50 shows over the Wednesday through Thursday stretch, not counting what WWE's doing. Um, there's something for everybody. Like there's a there's a midget show on Thursday night from the Whiskey A Go Go in Hollywood. That sounds really fun. Um, they have like a midget, the mini Jaw Rule versus mini Fifty Cent is on the show. Um, <laughs> That just what a sentence. Being being at the whiskey a go go, just like I would love to go there for anything. So that sounds like fun. Um, I think that uh, Fifty Cent buys a block of tickets for Ja Rule fans, and then he doesn't resell them, and then no one shows up like he did the Ja Rule concert. Right? Yeah. yeah. Sorry. That's just I saw that card. I had to make mention of it. Now. Is Talking Mini, about the is names. Mini Maya going to do a run-in? <laughs> I know, right? Uh, Mini Jay-Z is going to be um, just <laughs> laughing over the mic. Um, 
<laughs> names to keep an eye on. I mean, a lot of these names aren't ones that you're really going to be surprised by. I mean, the the star of Mania Weekend last year was Speedball Mike Bailey. Um, this year, he comes back for Kota Ibushi, Vikingo, and Hiroshi Tanahashi. Um, there's no chance any of those matches are bad. Um, they're all going to be super high level. He's going to be the guy people will be talking about again, just like you know, pretty much any show he's on at this point. Um, Titus Alexander, I think, is kind of the West Coast stud that I think needs this weekend to kind of get out more into the East Coast and other parts of the country. This guy, the fact this guy's not signed yet by somebody, I'm shocked. Uh, he's got Cole Radrick on the Generation F show and Michael Oku, like I mentioned before, on Prestige. I'm sure he'll be on a bunch of other shows that weekend as well, but that's at least what I was able to find. Uh, Masha. Slamovich, you know, she's got the Hennigan match at Pandemonium Pro. She's got the Aja Kong match, which I know has got to be a dream match for her. Um, and then whatever she does with GCW, she's their champ now, so she'll be involved in some stuff. Um, I got to mention Alec Price, another friend of our show here. Um, he's got JTG on Wednesday um, oh, in, a, yeah, in a no DQ match for um, VXS, which is normally based out of Jersey, uh, violence and suffering. Um, they just ran a show with GCW in Vegas, um, so I think they're trying to sneak out that way. They're in Baldwin Park, and then he's wrestling Starboy Charlie for Degeneration F. Um, and then Vikingo has a three-way with Commander and Taurus uh, for the WrestleCon Super Show. That'll be killer. Speedball at Spring Break. Laredo King at the World. Laredo Kid at the World on Lucha. And honestly, as we record this, it's Wednesday. This will come out on the weekend, but he wrestled Kenny Omega on Dynamite tonight, or uh, Wednesday night, we'll say. Um, so I expect his profile to be rather large going into this weekend because I'm guaranteed that that was a good match. Um, now, if I was there, I probably would, if I was there Wednesday, I would probably go to see those midgets. Um, how do you not at the Whiskey or Go 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 see a wrestling show? Um, but other than that, Thursday, I think the can't miss shows are Bloodsport in the afternoon. Um, I thought that was by far the best GCW show last year. Those things always deliver, and they're fun, short matches, and they they present them as shoot fights. They're always fun. I still think Biff and Mick and Moxley last year was like the most fun match of the weekend. Um, and then that New Japan Impact show on Thursday night that seems so can't miss. Um, Tanahashi and Speedball alone, but the rest of it will deliver. Um, that really feels like they spent their time putting that together. Um, and then I think the Prestige show. On Friday afternoon before spring break, even though they're at separate places, prestige at the Globe Theater, spring break at the Ukrainian Cultural Center. Those would be the two shows I would go to, although I would probably be at SmackDown and I wouldn't be at spring break on time. Um, and what I dream to be um, or I would have deemed to be those are the, as the four can't miss shows of the weekend, um, Bloodsport, New Japan prestige and spring break um so catch that stuff if you get a shot and i mean the roh show should be pretty good they, they should have a good crowd for that and the matches sound cool um but yeah i mean i will fight plus we'll have everything for from gcw um i think wrestlecon i haven't looked into what they're doing now they're on fight last year i don't know if they're going to be separate from fight plus or not i'd assume they will be um there's no iwtv presence out there ROH, you've got to obviously be the Honor Club membership, which I don't even know how much that is. Uh, I think it's ten bucks. Yes. Um, Circle Six, I don't think they're recording any of this stuff live, but I'd be surprised. Um, Zach Wentz is their champion now, so if they are televised during his stuff, I'll probably watch it. But you know, nothing that doesn't jump off the page like prior years. But I know I'll be watching a lot of this shit, so we'll talk about it in a couple weeks. Hey, does Blood Sports still presented by Josh Barnett? It is. Yeah, Barnett is wrestling um, Timothy Thatcher. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. You mentioned so you mentioned fight. If I was gonna go back, right? Like in like which 
I mean, I know, Ryan, you've been to some, and I'm sure, Mike, you have. What's the spring break you would recommend to watch? 18. 18, yeah, but I don't think it's on Fight Plus. Oh, really? I think that's one they kept behind a paywall because it's the top one. Oh, that was that was Gunther PCO. That was who was it? Sasuke and Janela. The Sasuke and Janela. I thought that Clusterfuck was the best one. Clusterfuck. Um, that one was good. Um, then um, David Starr and um, the Chikara perv there. Oh, Mike. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Quack and Bush. Riddle versus James Ellsworth. <laughs> oh, <shit>. Yeah. <laughs> um, there was something else too that was goofy. The Boston, I mean, the New York one was all right. New York, you had, what was it, um, Nick Gage versus... The only thing that sucked up the New York one is it was the first one they did two nights, but if you put that into one show, it would be good. Yeah, the Janella, was way better. Yeah, Janela opened both shows. That was, like, right before New, Jungle right Boy. before AEW started. Janela's return, he did Jungle Boy the first night, oh, wow. and he did um, J- um, Marco Stunt the second, I think, or maybe it was reversed. I don't know. Yeah, and then um, who's that WCW cruiserweight that they had that, that Gage wrestled? Uh, oh, need not Onita. Um, oh, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, that match was kind of fun. Spring Break 2019. Let me pull that up. But they also had the really cool Virgil moment when he came out just a star man and rolled up Ethan Page <laughs> in like two minutes. Because <laughs> um, oh, Starman used to be Janela's gimmick, so he yeah. came out thinking it was him, and it was Jesus Christ. Yeah, the clusterfuck was Love a disaster, it. but it was good. Um, I usually but, don't like it, but this it was good. But it was fun because it was like three in the morning, and we were Ryan. What would do, be your fa- what's your favorite like couple matches that you've seen at a Mania weekend that you remember that like I could look up and watch if I'm going deep into like the fight catalog or Oh, I'd look up the Rev Pro shows that we went to. What would what we get? Ricochet versus Jay White was in 17. Oh fuck, really? Yeah. yeah. Um that would be cool. You know what's funny too, Ryan, is as I pull up this 2019 show, it was supposed to be um uh, Ilya Dragunov against uh, Masashi, no, I'm sorry. Tanaka on that show. But then Dragunov signed with WWE, so he got pulled. Oh, and then we got L.A. Park. L.A. Park instead, yep. Against who? Uh, against, uh, um, what's his name? Yeah. Tanaka, yeah. Oh, fuck. I love L.A. Park, man. So. Um, but Takamishinoko versus Orange Cassidy. You got the Rock and Roll Express versus LAX. This is a one show? This is a Revco these show? Are, no, this, no, this was Spring Break 19. Oh, okay, okay. Go to um, the Pro Show in seventeen. That was that's the one I'm talking. Oh about. fuck, we, we can't. Marcos, that was the first night. Jungle Boy was the second. Um, but Penelope was still with Joey then, so it was fun. But the second match of the night was Tony Depp with an with an open challenge and a guy with no legs comes up to the ring, oh, and wrestles the, a match. Uh, yeah, he was in the first no, who, uh, who, uh, battle royal. Right? Talking about that W that J- Japanese WCW guy. Uh, Shinjiro Otani. Otani. Yeah. Oh, he shit. was actually in. Um, he was in Diamond Mine. Yes, and he wrestled um, Gage, right? Yes, he did. Yes. Yep. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, I like the the history of that, the whole, like, Mania weekend and the Janela Spring Breaks and, like, the idea, like, when PCO and Walter came out, that, that kind of felt like it was the first time that became, like, a calling card, right? Like, yeah, like, well, was, well, Leo Rush and Keith Lee from 17 was a really good match, too. Oh, okay. So let me run down. Let me run down this Orlando um, Rev Pro show. Okay, opening match was Jay Wright. Jay White defeats Sammy Callahan. 
Um, don't say Martin, don't say don't say who won. Just okay, I won't. I'm sorry. Martin Stone wrestled Jeff Cobb. Ricochet wrestled Marty Skrull. That's what. Um, Ray Phoenix wrestled Will Ospreay. <laughs> um, Ryan Ryan Smile, who's recently passed away, or like a year ago. Him and Swerve Strickland wrestled the Unbreakable Fucking Machines, which was Elgin and Cage. And the main event was Zack Sabre defending the British heavyweight title against uh, Penta. Wow. What a card. That show, yeah. and that was like fucking 3 p.m. on a Friday. Or <laughs> that some was 3 p.m. on a Friday. I bought front row seats and I, I like, at Landon, like, it, he still talks about it this well, day. Your son went to that when he was like 12 or 13? Yeah, he was uh, four, fifth grade. I brought him and he sat front row and he was just absolutely glued. And, like, just further, like, once. yeah, further going down the line of these Rev Pro shows, I mean, there was a stretch that they were absolute can't-miss Mania weekends. Um, 2018, they did uh, Minoru Suzuki against Jeff Cobb, Tanahashi and Juice Robinson against Aussie Open. Um, main event was Ishii against Zack Sabre. Um, they did uh, Chaos, which at the time was Chuck Taylor, Rocky Romero, and Will Ospreay against Flip Gordon, Kota Ibushi, and Shane Strickland. Um, they've just, these, those rev pro shows were like the, the best ones every year. Um, and then the next year they were in New York right at WrestleCon. Um, and I remember Ryan, me and you, I, I had worked WrestleCon all day and then met you over there. Main event was Tanahashi and Osprey against, uh, Suzuki and, and Zack Sabre. Right? Oh, no. Zach Omega Saber. Who, and Omega wrestled on that. Who I don't did? think he did. Oh, he did. I don't think he did. I don't think Omega did. So it sounds like if you want to get a little like old school Mania weekend shit, there's a Revco free week that you could get, and uh, it sounds like that's a fucking great deal. <laughs> um, right? He wrestled in in uh, in or New Orleans at, at uh, 2018. Sorry. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean they, they. I mean the first match was Clark Connors and Carl Frederick versus Chris Brooks and Jonathan Gresham. Like that entire match was show was stacked. Rev Pros were always good. Um, then New Japan. I mean, that entire year they had the they had everybody there because New Japan did the um, the MSG show, so it worked out. That was incredible. I I yeah we had we we sat front row of that one too. It, yeah. There was a stretch where I had front row to Rev Pro every friggin' year, and I would bring you or Landon. Yeah, and I had front yeah. row to the I had front row to Spring Break in New Orleans with that Gunther match. That was incredible too. Um, it's funny now I call him Gunther. It rolls off the tongue. Hmm. It's I, in hindsight, it sounds better. <laughs> you know, yeah. what I, you know. Well, I mean, I've met some Walters in my life, and they're usually dorks. So, like, you know, Gunther definitely sounds a little more badass once you get used to it, right? But now. yeah, I mean, I would say the best Mania weekend for indie shows was probably 2018. But Orlando yeah. was pretty fucking good. The WrestleCon Super Shows are always good. 18 was um, uh, his why 18 was so good because it was so condensed. Everyone was able to get everywhere, and the wrestlers probably got an extra n- match per night, which made the cards deeper because everything was so close. Less travel. Yeah, because like WrestleCon Super Show in 2017, we we were there like all night, but the main event was the Hardy Boys against the Lucha Bros in a ladder match. Um, they had oh, that yeah. awesome. I they had like a. Royal Rumble that the Sandman showed up at. That was incredible. Listen, listen to listen to this. Listen to this. Ten man. Ar Fox, Desmond Xavier, Jason Cade, Ricochet, and Sammy Callahan against Drew Galloway, Leo Rush, Marty Skrull, Ryan Smile, and Will Ospreay. And they had a dance off. They had a dance off. (laughs) Um, They also did Lashley against. um, He was he defended against Jeff Cobb. Low key was a surprise. Russell Chain Strickland, 
Um, Brian Cage wrestled Johnny Morrison in a TLC match. I mean, these WrestleCon Super Shows were just always mint. I mean, you're just naming all these names that just make me go, like, it's just insane to think that that was all happening on that level. At that yeah, point. we're spoiled as fuck. Right? Like, what is... Yeah, I mean, like, when you were watching... Bobby, it, like, and I'm not exaggerating either. These are literally in a hotel ballroom. I mean, yeah. can you see the change when it be started getting bigger and bigger? And yeah, probably Dallas 32. Okay. And well, then it blew up at 33, and then it blew. It continued to 19, and then the pandemic really swiped it off. Dallas. So 31 was in. That was mostly evolve, and yeah. then once they got to 32. Um, it was still mostly Evolve, but then that was when ROH was still kicking and they would do like three or four shows. That's when WrestleCon started doing more. 33, in or- was that Orlando? Yes. That's when GCW jumped in. Then that and, was next level. And they worked with Evolve. They had the same building. 34, was- which was then New Orleans, right? Mm-hmm. That was when GCW was like huge. That's when they blew up. Um, and they had a lot of Japanese guys over for that. Um, they were just because, 19, too. Yep, the 19 they were. I mean, that was when they, they were just in a smaller building. So it was a hot what do you, what do you think? What do you think affected that weekend more, AEW or the pandemic? I know the pandemic. Uh, a lot of it. Um, well, you would say because AEW, because in 38, I, I went to one indie show. It was GCW. Like the, like the star power, like – had to just be cut. Well, right? It's not all AEW, NXT too. Also, true, true. Well, but, so so wrestling. So just because this is the last show pre pre last WrestleCon pre AEW, basically 2018. Penta Joey Janela opened opened the show. Joey Ryan wrestled Jerry Lawler, which is insane to think about. Then they did a five woman versus five man match, which like Emma was in, Tessa Blanchard was in, Shazam McKenzie. MJF was in that match, okay, um, with with Trevor Lee, who is um, Cameron Grimes, right? Um, then Ishii wrestled Jeff Cobb. Bandito and Flamita wrestled Ray Phoenix and Ray Horace. Um, Will Ospreay wrestled Adam Brooks, Sammy Guevara, and Shane Strickland. And then your two main events were Brian Cage, David Starr, and Minoru Suzuki against Tanahashi, Juice Robinson, and Sammy Callahan. Main event was Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi against... Um, it was supposed to be somebody, but they canceled. I think it was supposed to be best friends. Yeah, it was supposed to be best friends, and it ended up being Chuck Taylor and Flip Gordon. But it was still Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi wrestling in 2018 in a fucking ballroom, you know? Yeah, seeing the Golden Lovers in the United States is a pretty wild thing. Yeah, so that and that was because ROH had the joint with, with New Japan. That was the weekend that Omega wrestled um, Cody for Supercard. Cool. All right, guys. Uh, you good with your indie quarter, Rossi? Yeah, man, I'm good. I mean, that's I could go off on that shit all 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 day, but yeah, I mean, to to the point that he just had, I think that AW. I don't want to say killed it, but it lost its luster. But it happened the same time as the pandemic, so you could really say either way. Yeah, it the, it's kind of ramping up slowly. It took a while, like we like we said, it took a while to get up to the heights that it got to. AEW. Really benefit from the most from that. Don't don't get me wrong. NXT did too, absolutely. Yeah. And then the pandemic kind of 
changed it, and then you you got to build it back up again, and they're in the midst of doing that now. Like you get that and beyond now, GCW. It's just in these little pockets that Mike talks about every other weekend here on Clotheslines and Headlines. And, 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 yeah, sometimes, and, you, and sometimes stuff like that helps keep the keep it more accessible because as stuff oh, yeah. goes up like that, it gets harder and harder to get into the shows and. Mm-hmm. So, like, maybe the AW, the pandemic kind of put it back down on a more accessible level, and you could back, you could go now and see these guys once again, the new birth of, like, all these indie guys coming up, and that's pretty fucking cool, too. It's always gone in waves, historically. Yep. Yeah, and, and that, when Evolve was running these shows, that was pretty much, you know, AAA to NXT's major leagues. Um, like, you know, we would see... Drew McIntyre wrestling an Evolve show. I think that was Orlando, right? He would wrestle the yep. Evolve shows. He would wrestle the WrestleCon Super Show. Then, bam, he's in the front row of NXT. Um, Gargano, Apollo Crews, um, Ethan Page, even though he ended up in WWE. These were guys, Biff Busick, Drew Gulak, Darby. Darby. These Evolve shows were, um, I mean, there was the one year, it was New Orleans 2018, that you know they they started putting evolve guys on um access like that was when like dickinson and jocka got to work stokely you know? yeah it was crazy but yeah I, it was the watch like we could do a two-hour podcast just on the evolution of media weekend right but it's it became like nxt jumped in stole some of it but they there's still there's probably just as many shows this this coming weekend as there was you know in 2018 but the quality is just nowhere near the same yeah. Alright guys, that's it for this episode of Clothesline Headlines 2.0 We'll uh, catch you out on the next one For a Mania, Wrestlemania recap uh, You guys got anything to plug it up Before we get out of here First let me plug daily In the last 15 days leading up to Wrestlemania I am dropping a match preview per night They are doing pretty good Last weekend I had Rocco on Where we uh, watched the six woman Wrestle, where we previewed the six woman And then this weekend I'm going to have Rossi on Hopefully, or by Monday anyways, to preview the main event of WrestleMania Night 2. So, you know, I'm rocking and rolling on those. They're they're fun to put together. It's a little time-consuming, but I, it's a labor of love, and I love it. So, what else do you guys got? Yeah, I mean, I if, if you listened in bet because of my NCAA tournament preview, I apologize. Um, I, I, hey, yeah, I'm good. Uh, three of our, uh, three of our, of me and um, Andrew Reach's uh, Final Four already eliminated. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, just college basketball this week. Hopefully I'm still invested in it during Mania weekend with UConn, but we'll see what happens. Hopefully you have a distraction. What do you got? I'm just kidding. What do you got, Rocco? Yeah, nothing crazy. Um, band stuff's whatever, but, uh, you could, I think we just dropped a youth there. Uh, there's a YouTube of me, Justin, uh, Jenny and, uh, Matt on the extreme three-way dance and we uh, live watched one of my all-time favorite matches sabu versus sandman uh, it was an exclusive right it was exclusive only on youtube um you had to see my face to discuss one of my all-time favorite matches uh january 1998 house party uh one of the most violent gross matches i think you could uh, ever watch i love it i've seen it a thousand times and uh, we live watched it because uh justin knew that i was a big fan of it so um, that's the most recent thing. That's all you gotta know. It's WrestleMania time, guys. We're gonna have a good time this week. Or next week. I love it. Alright, guys, we'll catch you on the next episode of NXT. Or we'll catch you on the next one of Clotheslines and Headlines 2.0. Later. I'm gonna be sitting from uh, NXT. Uh, uh, <laughs>